The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now, to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to California Sportsman. As you heard earlier today, Kent Brown kicked off Ultimate Bass with one hour again at five, and California Sportsman's two hours, so we've got that Saturday morning block of 5 until 8 a.m., bringing you the best in the outdoors, especially when it comes to fishing and the outdoors. Can't you know a- there's a bunch of bass fishermen right now going, what's up doing on? He's not supposed to be on. No, it's Kent going to be on. Well, you guys obviously didn't get the message. We've been passing it out, playing promos here at the station and everything, and we're glad to be back in full force with both barrels loaded right now. And we've got a heck of a show for you today. We're going to kick it off like we always do by heading to the saltwater with Captain James. Smith aboard the California Donner, the El Dorado 3, and we're going to be hooking up with Zach Medinas from Gate Crashers Fishing Adventures. Alan Grossman, a buddy of mine, private boater, went out and had a day on the water in the Delta yesterday. How about 120 stripers, and most of them, almost all of them, between 4 and 12 pounds or bigger. Uh, other guys reported the same thing. I talked to Alan Fong, 130 from one of his buddies were caught. You think the bite's on if you know where they're at. Anyway, they will have all the details on that. Tim Noxon is going to be joining us live from Eagle Lake. And, of course, the Alan Fong Show from Fisherman's Warehouse Megastories. Alan will tell you what's going on with the stripers. He was up at Berryessa chasing bass the other day while everybody else was pounding the stripers. James Netzel's fishing Sac Metro Kings. He's trolling around town, as they say. He and a lot of people in short skirts. J.D. Ritchie, Tahoe Pyramid. That's right. Pyramid Lake opened up yesterday to big fishing opportunities for the cutthroat trout. I'm going back up there a couple of times. We'll be talking live to J.D. No, we've got a pre-recorded with J.D. because of the phone reception. Senior Tuna, he's going to climb on the American Angler October 9th and another long range trip. But before he goes, he's joining us this morning. David Martin from Quail Point Hunt Club. Man, we get a lot of stuff into a can when we got two hours again. And then we wrap it all up with the editor of Western Outdoor News, Dave Hurley, with great outdoor info opportunities for you freshwater fishermen. Let's waste no time. Let's go to San Francisco Bay to the Berkeley Marina and climb on board with Captain James Smith of the California Dawn. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, Seth. Tell us about it, guy. What's this week been like out there on the water? Well, I tell you what, we are, uh, any day we've made the islands, we've had phenomenal fishing. Like I said, all that area that has opened up, newly fresh open ground, has been absolutely off the charts, fantastic, terrific. Any way, uh, any exclusive you want to use to describe it, it's been all of that and then some. Um, I had a couple days there. We had bad weather. I was along the coast. Coastal fishing was tough. We had a big ground swell along the beach. Uh, made it out to the islands one day. We got to the lower end of the islands. Typically has better weather down there. Pretty good on the rockfish and, you know, had a dozen link caught or so. But uh, yesterday, we, we got a little break, made it up to the islands, had 16 limits of rock cod, 16 limits of lane cod, 22 pounds. 
lot of gorgeous fish. Um, I got to say, it's it's good. It's really good. And uh, the next couple of days, the weather's going to be good enough to make it out there. So we got a, a bunch of guys really looking forward to getting out to the islands again. I would imagine uh, it's a great run and phenomenal fishing. The photos that I've been seeing, uh, you and other guys have been sending me, are absolutely amazing. These guys got lingcod hanging down there four feet long, man. These are monsters. Are they really four feet, or they just look it? No, they're really four feet. Um, you know, you get a, an adult lingcod over 20 pounds, Matt. That fish is close to 40 inches. So, I mean, it, it's a big fish. There, there's a lot of head on their body. You know, you, <laughs> I don't know if you have your friends that got really big heads and long bodies. But, anyways, they're, they're just long and lengthy. Once they get to that size... They really just, they don't seem like they get any longer. It's like they get so long, and then they just grow a really big head, and then, you know, they put on a little bit of girth every year. But, wow, I tell you what, you, you know, you take your favorite bass spot, you don't fish it for 30 years, can I guarantee you there will be a whole bunch of big ones there when you come back. And exactly. That's what it's been like uh, this year. Yeah, there's probably a whole bunch of bait moving in, too, out in those places. Well, I mean, I'm thinking the low water is going to do that to a lot of our lakes that aren't getting hammered right now. I think when we get water back, it's uh, it's going to be off-the-hook fishing. One of the problems James does not have he to has worry water about where out he's there at. in the slow water. He's got it all. Yeah. So. We, we have plenty of water where we're going today, so no water issues out here. Just uh, a lot of issues of not being able to get to the bottom through the rock cod to get to the lanes. We, we actually fish a, a, an area that's got softer ground that doesn't have as much rockfish activity and, and that's part of part of the secret is just getting in areas there where there's not a ton of rockfish. There's a lot of link on the bottom and it's probably carpet and uh, when you get even higher up than what we're fishing. There's areas that still have yet to see a hook on this bank that we're fishing and probably won't see a hook for a few years, you know. We gotta all spread out now and it's great with the new depth restrictions. It's opened up so much ground not one particular area gets gets hammered. So, I mean, you got guys fishing two miles to the south, you know, a mile to the east, eight, you know, six miles south. I mean, you know, two miles north. It's great. Yeah, so, they're not all racing around trying to find a spot. They can go just about anywhere and get into some great action. And if it's a new untapped area, go for it, guys. That's what it's all about, getting out there and realizing what it can be, the the potential that is really there in all of our fisheries. If we just add water and fresh water, it would be a lot nicer. Well, James, what are you going to be target species after this? I know you're just running like mad on it. Are you going to do the crab? Are you going to go through all the hassles this year? Yeah, I mean, the folks want the crab, and typically our Octobers are slow. We are getting a lot of interest because of we got new depths of fish, and, and like most of these folks, they, they haven't seen rock cod fishing like this for a very long time. So we're going to just keep going out here until the crab comes to start, and hopefully, hopefully, somebody in their right mind will make a right decision and, you know, just leave us alone for a little while. Let, let things be. They've been working just fine um, without interference in the fishing game or whale people or this group or that. There group. were no so, entanglements last year. None. Zero. So why worry about it this year is my question. I'm more concerned about all these gear gear marking requirements, the nine-day trap service, the trap limits you, they can have, the trap validation program. I hope everybody is up to speed on all of this. And I hope the retailers understand that you know they've got to bring in product in plenty of time and hope that the 
people will be able to buy it and use it if the Department of Fish and Wildlife lets everybody go out. In the past, we've been dealing with demoic acid problems. I haven't heard anything on that. We usually don't hear about it till about a week before it's ready to open. So everybody can get stuck with a lot of stuff in a retail store, or customers can get stuck with a lot of stuff they might not be able to use. But it's looking pretty good for a good year for Dungeness out there. I think everybody's going to have the opportunity. Just make sure you're all aware, you private boaters, you're aware of all the regulation changes for the recreational crab fishery out there. You want to stay on top of it and not get a citation, that's for sure. Yeah, you got to have the crab validation card. I don't know what they're doing with the money. I mean, it's not like they're going to put more crab in the system, but maybe they're going to study with everybody's. That's what they do. They use they use it to that money is only used to print the forms, to print the documents, to print everything, and to cover the expenses in managing that program, and it gives them a better understanding of the fishery. Right. That, that's so, the whole idea. Hopefully, they leave us alone beyond that. I know we've had to add sport uh, extra floats, which is gonna, you know, you got to account for that. If you got your own gear, you got to add a little bit more weight to, to account for the new red buoy that you got to put on there. There's going to be a lot of uh, pots floating off in the deep, I'm sure. But, hey, we'll figure it out. Hopefully, like I said, this is the end of <laughs> We get left alone for a little while. But Absolutely. It's going to be hard to tell the guys on the pier that are fishing with hoop nets or the kayakers, like, hey, you got to pull those pots because we don't want you to get whales wrapped up on the beach here. They may swim <laughs> into 12 feet of water. You just don't know. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> Well, James, I appreciate all the information you've shared with our listeners today, and I hope uh, next month brings you guys a wonderful Dungeness crab season without problems so we can get things rolling. Give them all the hookup information they need so they can get on the Caldon or the E3 and have a great day on the water. Sure. The number here, 510-417-5557, reaches on the web at CaliforniaDawn.com. Also, Check out our uh, Facebook page, California Dawn Sport Fishing, also on Instagram. I'll have photos up this afternoon. We're running both boats here uh, clear up to the last week of October, taking a week off, and then we'll have the crab gear ready to set uh, for October 6th opener. I'm looking forward to it. All right, partner, you have a great one, and we will talk to you again real soon. Take care, my friend. Have a great show. Thanks, guys. All right. I think that is the November 7th opener. I don't think it, it's October 7th. Well, yeah. No, and I'm looking at the four, oh, the paperwork I just got from Fish and Game on it. You know what it doesn't have on it? The opener. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they list something weird like that? I, you know, I, it's funny you'd say that because I got a notice the other day of all the lakes and all the fish that mm-hmm. are in California's lakes and how many you can eat from each and every lake. Yeah. Being careful, you know, if you're a woman, you should reduce it all. And if you're kids, reduce right. the number of fish that you're eating, especially from some locations. They skipped landlocked king salmon and kokanee salmon, two of the biggest eaten fish around in California <laughs> isn't even on the list from the you know office why? of you know why? something or other. You know why? No. It tastes like salmon. <laughs> and you and I both have a problem with yes, that. Yes, we do. You know, speaking of openers, Sep, you know what today is? You oh. know what today is? No. Oh, God. It, opening it of is the season. official opening of waterfowl season, Sep. You know, it is the early Canadian goose season here. Why would anybody uh, For the care? balance of the state for four days. So, you know, I mean, there's probably some guy in the eighth hole, some uh, golf course with a dozen decoys out, and he's uh, buried himself in a sand trap. Watch out. That's the only place you can kill him this time of year. But... Watch out for that 12-gauge club in the bag. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's a, it's waterfowl season. And, it has officially opened, Sep. And deer season's wide open today, yeah. too. we got a lot of guys up hunting. All right, got to take a quick break. When we come back, 
back. We've got a whole lot more for you. We're going to climb on board with Captain Zach Medinas with Gate Crasher Fishing Adventures right after this quick break. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or Northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. Second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips, where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot fiber glass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics sonar heated cabin fully electric galley for hot meals and restroom facilities they all make the california dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available the availability of fishing licenses bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable to find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the california dawn or to book a trip give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check the web at www.californiadawn.com hi this is seth to tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people. Well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle. Head to Dixon and check out Ron Duprat Ford. You'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers. I know I sure do. Family owned and operated since 1956, it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the President's Award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon, the number one Ford parts and service department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at Ron Duprat Ford.com or call toll-free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else? Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at BodegaTackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. Duckworth Boats, hand-built by highly trained, skilled boat builders with pride, precision, and craftsmanship with models from 18 to 40 feet, designed for both fresh and saltwater activities. Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon is your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters, featuring the entire line of Duckworth Boats. From outboard tillers to jets and inboards, the Advantage Navigator, Pacific Navigator, Pacific Pro, and Offshore Series exemplify Duckworth's attention to details. Gone Fish and Marine's trained sales staff will help get the Duckworth boat you need with the right power, performance, and accessories. No other boat compares. Be part of the legacy. Join the family of proud Duckworth owners. Learn more at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or duckworthboats.com. (laughs) 
And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Let's waste no time. You haven't heard from this gentleman for a while. We're going back right now to Captain Zach Medinas with Gatecrasher Fishing Adventures. He's got some great stuff to talk about. And Fisherman's Warehouse. Fisherman's Warehouse. Fisherman's Wharf is his new home. I can't say fisherman without saying warehouse. That's the that's part of the contract we have around here. But I'll tell you what, Zach is back over at Fisherman's Wharf. He is ready to roll. Let's go live to him right now. Good morning, sir. How are you this morning? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Uh, we're doing great. I know you were out running around in your boat the other day doing sea trials, making sure everything works great for the big move back over to Fisherman's Wharf. And uh, you're not going to be there that long. You're only going to be there a few more weeks and then scooting out to go after those sturgeon you're famous for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm super excited to go back to Fisherman's Wharf and uh, get a little bit left of the uh, saltwater season. And uh, we've got some cool projects coming up before we leave there. I'll tell you about that on the next show. But what I'm excited about is we've got Fleet Week coming up. Uh, we're going to have it this year. Last year they canceled it, but this year we've got the Blue Angels flying on the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Well, those those trips out there, now, a lot of people might not know it, but charter captains take people out there on the bay, and you guys just have a wonderful time out there while all these planes are flying all over doing the show, don't you? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. We we head out usually and um, get a limit of rockfish and lingcod, and then uh, meander back into the bay about 2 o'clock, anchor up off Alcatraz, and it's something to see that show from land, but when you have <laughs> you have those blue angels ripping right over the top of your head, uh, man, it's a big, it's a big taste of reality and it's a life highlight for sure. Yeah. There's not many people watching a rod tip when that's going on. That's for sure. No doubt about it. Well, that's not all you've been doing. You've been doing some really strange stuff lately. Tell them about the, uh, what you did for the Monterey Aquarium recently. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. You know, I had the, uh, Monterey Bay Aquarium contact me and, um, they hired me to go catch them, uh, two sturgeon for an exhibit they're setting up. And, um, I just thought it was really cool because, you know, you figure, Seth, those those fish are going to be seen by thousands of people of all ages. And, you know, you really need to connect to something before you fight to protect it. And I always say people won't fight for something unless they love it. And the Delta is what we're talking about. So especially a lot of young people, they, they don't realize what it is. They go over the Martinez Bridge and they get a quick glimpse of it. You know, they have no idea what's under the water. But, you know, they connect to duck hunting, connect to striped bass. And, and uh, hey, what's cooler than a dinosaur that lives out there? So, you can see those fish now right there at the uh, Monterey Bay Aquarium. Oh, that's kind of nice. And uh, I'm sure you got them some uh, smalls and probably a little bit on the larger size, too, to let people realize the size that they grow to. Yeah, it's funny you said that because um, I got a little bit lucky that day. I took them out. It took me about, it took me about an hour. I did this, uh, as you know, during the summertime. It's not really the peak time, but we uh started fishing and uh, we looked for about an hour we found a good group and i got a little lucky i got a double right off the bat and they were anchored below me and as they were heading up i had uh, a third hook up and they were all slot fish and this big fish 58 inches jumped right in front of their bow as they were coming up and they <laughs> took the 58 incher and the 52 and i told them i said hey as long as you live or as long as these fish live when you see them in their enclosure i said you just remember what he looked like when he was wild <laughs> <laughs> yeah they will change their appearance there's no doubt about that when you know, I, I compare that to pigs. You have a wild pig running around out there, compare that to a farm pig. It's the same thing. They just get a little different looking. But I'll tell you, those sturgeon, uh, you have really, you and several of the guides in our program have really changed sturgeon fishing. And I know that you had one of the best instructors out there with Rich Tipton with the old Lucky Strike Charters years ago, a very good friend. And he really 
made a study of the sturgeon, didn't he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you've taken it to the next level. Oh, well, thank you. I, I appreciate that, and I hope that whoever learns from me does the same. Well, they, they'd best, or we won't be having those opportunities out there. I know what kind of care, and I know where your heart is on these fish, and I really appreciate the fact that you share that with your listeners out there on the water all the time, too. Now, sturgeon fishing is possibly, probably going pretty good right now. Not many people are trying it with everything that's going on out there right now. When are you going to put the boat in over there? When are you going to start concentrating efforts on solely on sturgeon? I should definitely be out there. It's tentative right now. It's either going to be the second or the third week of October at the latest. But, yeah, we'll be out there then. And, um, you know, every year is a little different. But we had a drought last year, and I hope we can pull out of it this year for everybody's sake. But, um, yeah, it should. I think it should mimic a lot of what we did last year. Well, know? So it should be good early for sure. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed that it is for everybody and that everybody can get out there and get into some action. And remember, folks, you don't need to catch and keep everything you catch. It's kind of a nice feeling to let some of them go. Catch only what you need and put the rest back to grow and fight again. Give them all the hookup information they need, Zach. Gate Crashers Fishing Adventures is one of the top sturgeon boats out there, folks. But if you want to have some fun over in the San Francisco and out the gate running around out there, you got a couple weeks to do that. But remember how I always say, you better book your trips now. You better book them. Give them the hookup info. Absolutely. You can get a hold of us at uh, gatecrasherfishing.com. We also have uh, social media. We have Instagram. We have Facebook. Or if you just want to give me a call, feel free to do so at 925-497-7171. And a big, fancy, fixed-up, ready-to-roll boat right at your fingertips, folks. You'll be able to move quick and easy all over the water, making sure you get into the fish. Zach, you have a great one. We'll talk to you again real soon, my friend. Thank you for having me on the show. Captain Zach Medinas with Gate Crasher Fishing Adventures. Well, you Good heard- to hear him. Haven't heard him in a while. Well, he's been taking care of his boat and taking care of business. And yeah. His daughter graduated from some big thing back in the military, so she, he's nice. happy as heck. He's just a real happy nice. guy. Good to hear right Zach. Now. Speaking of happy guys, I get, <laughs> I get a text the other day. It's good. It says 87 by 11, and I go, what does that mean? He turned 87 before 11 o'clock. Yeah, look today. 87. And then I get another note. It says 100 by noon. And I'm going, oh, this guy's in stripers or crappie. Yeah. I got to figure this one out. Well, let's have him tell you what went down yesterday. My good friend Alan Grossman from the Board of Directors of the California Inland Fisheries Foundation. And I call him the private motor every now and then on the air because he's out there fishing all the time. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Zip. Hi, Kent. Why don't, Hi, buddy. why don't you tell us the kind of day you had yesterday, and I'll just sit here and listen. Phenomenal. It was, uh, it was a fishing trip of a lifetime. Unbelievable amount of fish were out there and willing to bite. Delta stripers, folks. That's what we're talking about. Go ahead. Delta stripers is right, and good quality fish, too. Anywhere from out of that 120 that we boated, I would say we had less than a dozen undersized, um, five to thirteen pound fish, just constant doubles and triples. It was just unbelievable. Well, everybody and his brother right now is going. What did he use? What did he use? What was he tossing? We were throwing swim baits and uh, S waivers, and that was it. And the, the swim baits outfished the S waivers probably three to one. Any of those swim baits. You're talking about a four or five inch long white minnow bait, basically hand poured. Like a boot tail swim bait. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. 
five inch pearl yeah. color. And unbelievable. How many guys were in the boat with you? There was three of us. So three of you, you average about 40 fish a person. And how many hours were you fishing? Uh, we stayed out there all day. We had probably 10 hours on the water. Why did you stay out all day? Cause you kept having fun, right? Exactly. Yeah. See, it was just, you couldn't leave it. Well, Marilyn and I have a deal and I have a feeling you and your wife probably have the same deal. If I'm not home, they're still biting. They're still biting. Except I just want you to know, I have a plane, a big Plano, um, storage bin full of Strike King Rage Tails. Do okay. You? Yeah, the, the their big boot tail swim bait. Just so you know, various sizes. Is that boat still ready to go out? In it's the sitting in the garage, ready. Because I go. have a real good idea of kind of the neck of the woods. We should well, be maybe we should figure that out. Maybe we'll just take Alan with us. <laughs> well, you know, conditions are always changing out there. My guess is you found a pocket of super clear water. Did you? Exactly. Uh, that's kind of what I thought. And yeah. and this changes. So the area that that super clear water was when you were fishing it, someplace near Honker Bay area out in that neck of the woods, is probably re- relocated in someplace else now. It's possible. Well, uh, hopefully, hopefully it's staying clear for those people in the know that know where to where to go and what to toss. And that's what we're trying to share with you, folks. Alan, tell them a little bit about the rig. I know it's a very simple rig. Did you have a swivel in line? Did you have any weights above it? Or did you just rely totally on the plastic? Tell us. Just totally on the plastic, just straight tie to the line. Um, no fancy gimmicks. Just toss it out there. And how heavy a jig? How heavy a jig head you fishing, Alan? Three eighths and one half. Okay, yeah. so fairly light then. So he's getting yeah, down six, light. eight, ten feet. But you're tossing, and you can let it sink as much as you want. You weren't trolling, were you? Or were you doing some trolling too? No, no trolling. Uh, we were in probably three to six, seven feet of water most of the day. Fishing what, like 15 pound? Four, uh, 20. 20. Yeah, 15, yeah. 20 pounds. No, yeah, that's when all the, pretty it, light tackle. When the tide changed, did it clear up your water a bit or did it make it cloudier? A little cloudier, uh, but there wasn't, really wasn't much of a tide change. Um, we really couldn't see a lot of movement at all. It was, I think, like two and a half foot, and that was about at noon. Didn't notice a lot of movement after the fact. Well, people have been talking. The stripers are still here. The stripers are still around. It looks like you woke them up the other day, as well as some other people. Alan Fong's buddy, uh, he got a call. They got 130 on their boat. So, yeah, it's you, know, you hear these numbers, and I know there's a lot of people out there calling the, you know, the, I can't say that word, can I? Yeah. Uh, I can't even say B. Uh, let's see. They're just calling it. Mm, not yeah. true. That's what they're doing. They're just calling it not true. A fisherman's lie. And I got a news <laughs> flash for you, folks. If we announce that somebody got 120 fish on this show or 130 fish, it's already been confirmed. We got it from other sources, too. And that's exactly what uh, we were doing yesterday. We were going around. Well, who else got these big numbers of fish? And when you mark them all on a map, you pretty well figure out where the heck they are. But, folks, if you get out there and you can find yourself some clear water, it's like your dream is going to come true. Don't you think so, Alan? I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, just got to hunt around and find that pack. Were you using any uh, scent on the plastics at all? Nothing. All right. They were just aggressive mess of young guys ready to tear up, weren't they? Exactly, yeah. It was it was a phenomenal day and no wind. Uh, one of the few times I've been on the Delta where the, the wind wasn't blowing. <laughs> it was just flat calm. 
Well, folks, if you ever wondered where the stripers went and you ever dreamed of going out having the day of your life, Alan Grossman had the day of his life and so did a couple of buddies with him. They went out there and experienced wide open striper fishermen fishing. And I guarantee you that other fishermen shared in exactly that experience. Alan, were there other boats around you guys too? Oh, we saw maybe three other boats come in and out. Uh, you guys were trolling, but they didn't stick around. Yeah, yeah, I know you guys probably all put your rods down in the boat and said, just sit here and eat a sandwich for a minute. Oh, no, nobody would do a thing like that. You laughed when I said that. That means you did it. No. Well, maybe. Alan, I, yeah, maybe. I am so thrilled that uh, you have a great report on striper fishing, and I hope everybody will get out there and enjoy them. And I'm going to say it again. Keep only what you need and leave them out there because Diane Feinstein wants them all gone. You don't want to help her take your stripers out of the Delta, do you? Just take what okay. you need and leave the rest to fight again and to keep that population up so Diane doesn't get her wish. <laughs> All right, Alan, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you and your wife will uh, join us on Berryessa here pretty soon. It's almost time for those big kings, and I know the rainbows and the younger kokanee are already on the bite, even though some of the others, the big dogs, have slowed down and hanging near the bottom. they got one thing on their mind right now. You take care, Alan. We appreciate you joining us, and I'm glad you had a wonderful day on the water. Thanks for having me on, Seth. All right, you take care, guy, and we'll talk. I'll see you on Tuesday. You take care, and we'll talk this weekend. He's a great guy and uh, just a great fisherman out there. He is going What's all Tuesday? the time. <laughs> Tuesday, we're doing inventory for California oh, Fisheries. I thought and, maybe you were going fishing. Mm, yeah, I might do that too. There you go. We'll figure out what's going on. I want to get out in there and get those stripers. That's fun fishing for me. It really is. I enjoy crappie fishing when it's wide open. Let's get some dirt on that boat of yours. It's got dirt on it already. Well, good. And a scratch or two and maybe a little dent in the back. Mark Blanton loves that. Yeah. It shows I use the dang thing, that's for sure. All right, quick break right now. When we come back, we've got Regina's Live Long in the Outdoors, and then we're taking you live to Eagle Lake with Tim Knoxon of Fish Traveler's Guide Service right after this. Join Gate Crasher Fishing and Captain Zach Medinas for an epic fishing adventure on California's Delta, San Francisco Bay, or out the gate. For professionalism and great service, join Gate Crasher Fishing for an impressive trip that will keep you returning season after season, no matter what species you pursue. Captain Zach believes in the tradition of harvesting sustainable fish, such as king salmon, rock cod, halibut, and striped bass, seasonally, and also fishes white sturgeon. Great for corporate team building, family recreation, or friends just having fun. Book now for the trip of your lifetime. Call Gate Crasher Fishing, 925-497-7171, and learn more at gatecrasherfishing.com. Come on out and experience our difference. Hook up. Halina Peak Tackle, a top producer of fishing tackle designed for dedicated kokanee salmon anglers. Halina Peak Tackle makes high-quality, effective ultralight dodgers, lures, spinners, hoochies, and more in a wide variety of fish-catching color combinations. Whether you're trolling your favorite close-to-home kokanee lake or that trophy destination of a lifetime, Halina Peak Tackle's erratic actions and vibrations consistently attract fish to strike. If you're looking for surefire fish-catching combos for kokanee, look no further. Check them out at your favorite tackle store or see the entire line at paulinapeaktackle.com. Order online or call 755-224-2205. 
When you're looking for the latest in fishing gear, accessories, and live bait, Elkhorn Bait and Tackle is where you'll find everything you need for fishing fun. Elkhorn Bait has high-quality rods and reels for every type of fishing in Northern California, from trout to bass, sturgeon to stripers, and salmon to shad. And more important, Elkhorn Bait always has the best and largest selection of fresh baits like crawdads, minnows, pile worms, blood worms, night crawlers, and more, including frozen tray baits. Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, 20th Street and Elkhorn Bull. Boulevard west of Watt, 916-991-5298. Hey, they're also your local U-Haul dealer. Brands is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lowrance offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Guns, fishing, and other stuff knows the importance of family activities and the outdoors. Regina Stafford of Outdoor Adventures, a lady that knows her way around hunting, fishing, and hard work will motivate you to live well in the outdoors. She'll tell you when, where, and how your entire family can take advantage of many outdoor opportunities close to home. From fishing to hunting, bird watching to animal rescue, women too can take part in our hunting traditions, become skilled sportsmen themselves, and help lead the way for their children. And now, Here's Regina Stafford with Live Long in the Outdoors. Good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. It's Regina calling in with my weekly check-in. And you know, it's October already. Can you guys believe it? But that means the countdown to duck season is here. I guess I should say waterfowl season because we have the early goose as well to, to include in that. So really, we're days away. I mean, it's it's upon us. So I just wanted to put this out there to all of you waterfowlers who listen to this podcast or those of you who tune in live every week and listen live. I always like to remind everybody that first and foremost, the fields, the majority of the fields that we hunt as waterfowlers are farmed fields. And so we got to let the farming happen first. Now, some of you might be in different situations where you're hunting a wetland or maybe a fallowed field or whatever the case. But the majority in the North Valley are rice fields. That means rice has been grown, rice has been planted, and rice needs to be harvested. I, I don't even know how many years Casey and I have been doing this, but inevitably... There's always somebody who jumps the gun, gets their decoys set out in their field, thinking that rice has been harvested. They're ready. They're gung-ho. And guess what? We still have to do the decomp work, right? Get that rice straw taken care of so we can prep the fields for next year. So please, please, please just keep in mind that farming has to come first. And so sometimes that's not 
always in line with our opening days where we're wanting to get out there and hunt as soon as we can. So just keep that in mind. It's all I have to say on this topic. But remember, farming comes first. All right, you guys, have a good weekend. And remember to check out my blog, livelongintheoutdoors.com. Or you can check out our Outdoor Adventures website too because you're going to want to get those duck hunts booked at hunt-fish-game.com. Thanks, you guys. Have a great weekend. Live long in the outdoors with Regina Stafford. Sponsored by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff. Your one-stop outdoor shop that has it all. From fishing to hunting and everything in between. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores. Take the family and pick up the stuff you'll need for your next family adventure. Two locations. In Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road, just off Highway 80. And in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza Road. Don't miss the deals at the Guns, Fishing, and Other stuff online outlet check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com and now more california sportsmen with seth hendrickson hey we're back and i'm taking you on a trip right now we're heading up to susanville california actually about 35 miles north of susanville and we're going to go live on the water to eagle lake we're climbing on board with fish travelers guide service tim Knoxon. good morning tim good morning Seth. it's cold up here and if you were waiting for the eagle lake trout to move into shallow water the water temperatures has cooled and the bite's lasting all morning, so come and get it right now. It's on. Well, that's what everybody wants to hear. This is the time of year that Eagle Lake just shines. It's cold as hell. What is it, in the 20s up there this morning? It's in the, It's about 26 right now, Step. Oh, and it's been in the 20s for the last 10 days down here at night. And uh, the water temperature... On the surface at Eagle Lake, most areas is about 60 degrees, so it's perfect. It's getting there. It's just going to get better from here. The fish have moved into the shallow waters. They're on the bite. And it's not just first thing in the morning, Step. I mean, we fished till catch and release till noon two days ago. We caught fish all morning long. Yesterday, we were done at 9 o'clock, and we dropped our lines in at 7 because the clients wanted to keep all four fish. So we we're done early yesterday, but you can fish all morning long. You can fish from... We're fishing from two feet deep to seven feet deep in most areas, Sep. And if you move in on the shallows and off the shelves, you're going to catch fish. Are you doing the slow troll or are you doing the double fly under the indicator? Uh, well, that's another story, Sep. Uh, we're trolling flies. And orange, 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 orange is the color, by the way. We're trolling the flies from two feet deep to seven feet deep. If, uh, if you're not catching any fish except for on the turns, then you're not – you got to drop the flies down a little bit. We found that out the other day. We dropped them down another two feet. We started catching fish just running straight. The other part of the story is, is yes, the fish have moved back into the shallow water, and the fly bite is back on, too. Well, you know and I know there's some monster rainbows that come cruising into the shallows feeding in there. They're working over shrimp. They're working over leeches, anything they can get, cornering minnows up against the shoreline. And, folks, they got, I know of the only big fish that I can tell you that I personally am aware of was a 10 pound, nine ounce rainbow caught fly fishing by Michael Fong years ago up there in the Thule's, probably 30 years ago. 
And Marilyn and I had a 7-6 and a 7-2, and I know of an 8-6 that were caught up there, and I know there's bigger than that available in that lake. They have to be. Yep, yep. Uh, last year, the biggest fish I saw was a 7-pounder. I tried to get the guy to throw it back, but he kept it. But we got, uh, actually, my boat, I couldn't break 414 last year, but we had many sacks of four fish that were almost 16 pounds. Except, hey, a five-pound uh, rainbow is nothing to shake a stick at. I remember when a 12-incher was a trophy at Berryessa. I'm looking forward to breaking five pounds this year. My my buddy fly fishing from shore right off the uh, the uh, shoreline just south of the marina in between Pikes Point and the marina caught several five-pounders. You know, he's wading up to his knees, and that's it, man. He's just right there. And, by the way, guys throwing Taskmasters in that area uh, from the Pikes Point Beach are already taking limits of fish every morning. All right, I want to share something from my uh, 35 or 40 years of fish in Eagle Lake. If you want to catch big fish, folks, big fish, fat fish, long fish, thick fish, don't troll this time of year put on a night crawler half a night crawler guys on shore (laughs) gotta do something they can't all troll they don't all have boats this is a technique that Marilyn and i proved years ago out fishes for big fish this is the time of year big fish are on the move they're loading up they know what's coming they've been around for years in that lake and they know how bad winter is going to get and they're going to jump on baits Put a presentation of a chunk of night crawler, which is nothing but an imitation of the natural leeches that are within the lake. For those of you that are beginning, even bobber fishing a few feet under a bobber with a night crawler threaded on a hook. Now, I know this is basics. This isn't high-end finesse fishing. But if you want to catch big fish at Eagle Lake, still fish. Every big fish except 172 was caught still fishing that we've caught out of there. And I know there's guys like Tim Noxon that are going to go in there and pull a six, seven, or an eight out of those weeds trolling. But he's an expert at it. He does it every single day. He works it to death and understands what's going on. But if you're heading up there and you want to catch fish and you want to intercept something, you can get out on that breakwater in front of the marina down there at the south end, cast as far out as you can with a bobber, hang it down about what, Tim, six, 12 feet below the bobber, and just hang in there. You're going to catch fish too. It happens to, to me, I feel that you can catch a bigger fish on bait than you can on trolling, but you catch a lot more trolling and you have the opportunity to catch the big ones too. Any truth to that in your opinion, Tim? Uh, that's true, Sep. I mean, uh, you know, we go out and beat it for four or five or six hours sometimes and the guys fishing off the shore got bigger fish than us at the fish cleaning station, but not always. I mean, we, we hang in there pretty well with Oh, them, no, no, I, I agree. Right, Most of my you're big right, fish. Though, I mean, most of my big ones have been trolling, but that's because I trolled so much. Yeah, yeah. You're right, though. I mean, for a beginner, there's a marina here with a ramp all the way down to the bottom of it. And uh, you, you fish right off of the marina rocks and uh, cast out under a bobber. Or you can float it, you know, inflate the warm-up and uh, float it 18 or 24 inches off the bottom. And you'll be very surprised at the size of the fish you'll catch here from Shore at Eagle Lake at this time of the year. Absolutely. Just let them take it for a while. I used to let the bobber go under and count to 20. And believe me, you got them hooked when you do that. Tim Noxon, Fish Traveler's Guide Service at Eagle Lake. Remember, folks, Eagle Lake is open well after the first of the year, end of February, I believe, this year. 
this coming year so you don't have to stop fishing at the end of the year you like to. So get on up there and get in the fun. It's happening right now. Give Tim a call. Tim, give them the hookup they need. 916-201-4648 is absolutely the best way to get a hold of me. If you want to read my fishing reports, they're on Facebook at Fish Traveler. All right, partner, you have a great day at the lake, and I might be seeing you up there real soon. You take care. All right, we'll see you then, Seth. Thank you. Tim Noxon with Fish Traveler's Guide Service, having some fun out there. And now it's time for Shimano's What's Hot and What's Not, brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Built upon a C14 Plus body for both a lightweight feel and carbon rigidity, the new Shimano Van Ford Spinning Reel incorporates a Magnum Light Rotor to benefit anglers with a quick response in critical situations. The new Shimano Van Ford features Shimano's Cold Forge Haggity Gear, as well as Silent Drive and Micro Module Gear 2 technologies to produce power transfer like never before, while also Hosting next level of rotational performance. All Shimano rods, reels, tackle, and accessories are available at Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Stop in and experience eternally smooth reeling with Shimano. And if I push all my right buttons, I can be hooked up with Alan Fong. Been doing radio long? No, only 25 years. <laughs> I think we're starting 26 here pretty soon. I'll figure it all out eventually. Joining us now from Fisherman's Warehouse Stores is the manager of Sacramento, and I called him specifically for this weekend. Mr. Alan Fong joins us now. Good morning, Al. Good morning. All right. Let's be up early today. Of course. We start earlier now. That's just the way it works when you've got the three-hour Saturday morning outdoors going. And we're glad to be back with a full three hours of everything right now. Well, before we go anywhere, let's talk about the Delta. Tell our, tell people what yeah. you know. I've already told them what I know. I was down there Tuesday, took a buddy of mine, and we were spooning for uh, stripers over in uh, – outside of liberty probably in around 12 to 15 feet caught three right off the bat they're like six to eight pounds and then i caught a 20 pound salmon but there's a lot of stripers starting to move in the system um friends of mine were out by sherman and collinsville around that area and they had over 100 fish a day the other day and they're catching them really shallow a lot of the trollers they're a little bit too deep they're out there in like 8 to 15 feet, and these fish that are being caught are around 2 to 4 feet of water. Nice yeah. ones, too. Yeah, average size, most of them were running in the 4 to 12 to 15-pound range is what I was hearing in the reports. How about you? Oh, yeah. Yep, they're averaging around 6 to 15 pounds. That's a handful, these fish dude. fish are really shallow. They're real shallow. So the guy's trolling in 4 to 8 feet. You're a little bit too far out. You need to be a little bit closer, but then it gets kind of hectic because you're getting grass and everything out. What do, what do you think? Casting's a lot more effective. What were your buddies using out there? Were they doing the same thing with uh, just tossing yeah, big no, hand port? they were port? throwing a five-inch uh, swim bait in a pearl color, you know, with a half-ounce to three-eighths-ounce jig head in it. Yeah, just pearl just because of the visibility, I would imagine. Yeah, every cast. Well, then you headed over to uh, Lake Berryessa on Wednesday. You and Teets were over there having some fun. Yeah, we um, went out there and spooning for bass. Um, we got into them pretty good, and I was in Warren's boat, and he hooked up this one of those pan optics things in his boat, and 
when they wired it, they wired it to the starting battery, and at 11 o'clock, we were stuck way out on the north side, couldn't start the motor. And um, took a little while, had to have Rick come out and make sure I didn't drift in the bank, but I had to unhook all his batteries and put the motor battery on a on a deep cycle and then jump the deep cycle to another one and it hardly made it. Ah, uh, there's nothing like a, nothing like a fun fishing trip, huh? <laughs> they're learning a lot about these live units because they draw a lot of power and they're draining these batteries. So got to learn how to hook it up the right way, I guess. You got to get your depth finders off. You got to get them off that, off the trolling motor battery. But uh, you know yep. what I mean? It, yeah, that's, mine's... that's one of the issues. And you know, Alan, I hate to break your heart, but, uh, you know, they've got a jump box that NOCO makes about the size of a swim bait box. I got one uh, in my truck. <laughs> good place for it. <laughs> well, sure. If you'd have got back to the ramp, you could have used it. <laughs> and yeah, I, one of these things, you know, those Opti 250s, they need 850 cranking amps or they ain't turning over. Well, because they have to go one and a half full rotations before they start. Hey, Alan. And, uh, that's the problem. There's a product out there called the Jackery. <laughs> the Jackery yeah. is a lithium battery charging system. It's got solar panels you can hook it up to. You can plug it into the wall. You got 1500 watts of power. Plugging in solar power. Just solar power. No, it'll run the microwave and the blender in the boat. Well, a blender might be a good idea, but geez. The ice machine works with it. Yeah. I mean, if, if our listeners are not carrying these little, you know, 60 to $100 jump boxes in their boats. They got them the size of cigarette oh, they're cases. Tiny. Yeah, they're small. They're small. Little and dinky you can, things. And you plug you can, it in and boom, your engine You can jumpstart your boat, <laughs> yeah. your cell phone. I mean, we need a sponsor, Sep, on the show that does those things. Let's work on that. All right, Alan, send me the distributor <laughs> on it. We'll get right on now. Who's the rep? But also, hey, the bass fight is on fire there. You know, they're in 40 to 60 feet of water. You just got to find the big bait balls and... They're pushing them in the back of these little coves off the main body. And every time you drop it down, you get one. Folks, it's so. going to be that way just about everywhere pretty soon. And, Alan, you know as well as I do, the king salmon are starting to pick up at Berryessa right now. They're trolling 45 to 60 feet deep and intercepting those, as well as rainbows, a lot of one-and-a-half to two-and-a-half pounders. And there's bigger ones out there now. Mark Blanton and his kid and some others went out last week. Had a great time, limited out easy. They were wide open when they got there, and I think it was wide open when they left too. So it's happening, but they aren't yep. schooling into that uh, going to the north end yet. So that's probably not too far down the line. We'll be up there doing some fancy working for those fish. Yeah, another month it'll bust wide open. Well, folks, stop by your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores when you have a chance, either in Fairfield, Manteca, or right here in Sacramento. Pick Alan's brain, or at least what's left of it. Maybe you can get a piece of it in the action along the way. <laughs> Alan, thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you again, my friend. All right. See you later. Alan Fong, the manager of our Sacramento Fisherman's Warehouse. Quick break right now. We come back. Mike Ogney is going to be talking fast. If you're looking for the newest from Shimano, you'll see it first at Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. From Shimano's freshwater rods and reels to offshore tackle to conquer even the hardest fighting game fish, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores and Shimano have it all. 
It's time you head to the calm and productive waters of Bodega Bay and climb aboard the newest and nicest charter boat around, the Real Magic. Owned and operated by Mike Ogney and Captain Merlin Cole, this fully updated 34-foot catamaran is 12 feet wide, extremely stable, and powered by 700 horsepower. Equipped with all the latest in electronics and state-of-the-art equipment to ensure a successful day, the Real Magic will get you on the fish fast and back to harbor in comfort and safety. Don't miss your opportunity to fish with the best. Real Magic. Call 707-875-BOAT and check them out on the web at realmagicsportfishingcharters.com. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fishing Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. Brad's sight, scent, and vibrations. That's what makes Brad's Super Baits and Cut Plugs killers for salmon, trout, and kokanee. And here's a tip. If you haven't tried the kokanee and mini cut plugs for midday salmon, large trout, or landlocked kings, you're absolutely missing out on the action. Brad's Killer Fish is the truest running J-plug on the market. Just ask the NorCal guides. It's quickly becoming the go-to plug for solid hookups. Check Brad's out at your favorite tackle retailer or at Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to Excellence Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fishermen and beginner alike, and all products are fishermen tested and fish approved. Brad's is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Now, here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report. Good morning, Mr. Ogney. How the heck are you today? I'm a little thrown off this morning. I'm waiting for uh, 52 guns in 52 weeks here. Well, you just sit tight. That's at a different time now. You'll hear who won that at 712 this morning. I was hoping it was going to be me. No, I'm sorry. I was hoping it was going to be me. The heck with you. (laughs) You've been buying tickets a lot longer than I have. And probably a couple more than you have, too. Well, Michael, yeah, what's sure. going on in the salt out there? You got Dungeness crab season getting ready to open. Salmon season still going down. I hear there's still some big fish available out there. Tell our listeners what's up in store if for you. You put your time in off of Bodega Bay, and I'm talking down in the shallows. I love fishing the shallows this time of year. Those calm days, getting on the beach, less than 60 feet of water, sometimes as, as little as 
15, 20 feet, but know where you're at, okay? I, I don't want the newbies going down there and jumping into the shallows going, oh, Agni said go into 20 feet of water. There's a lot of obstacles that you got to know about down there, but there's some big fish being caught on the beach. Guys are mooching. They're trolling. And, uh, you know, if they're successful, they'll, they'll stick at it. And if they get bored, a lot of guys are breaking off by about the noon hour. They might have one or two salmon in the box, and they're going rock cod fishing. Real magic. We've been picking up a few slugs all week long here. Limits of rockfish. Some nice quality lings are starting to show in the uh, in the uh, shallows. We've had a nice run of of weather here over the past uh, few days. We're hoping that's going to uh, keep on keeping on. And then out the gate, it's been the been the same thing. A nice scratch with some really big fish. It's you know decent one day. It's slow the next. But if you put your time in, you're going to be rewarded. And just that's all you got to do. You just got to you got to put a few days in, pack your lunch, enjoy your time on the water. That's what it's all about. It's enjoying your time on on, on the water, because this isn't catching limits this time of year. This is just going out with some good friends and uh, being a fisherman instead of a a catcherman. Yeah, not feeling like a commercial salmon fisherman out there. You just want to go have some fun. Exactly. So, and as you said, Dungeons Crabs coming up here next month. It's going to be up to. Uh, the director of uh, fish and wildlife, if we're going to have a season or if there's going to be closures or due due to whale abundance, we just don't know what's going to happen. And and refresh my mind again, how many entanglements with whales were crab traps last year? Zero last year. And they're still paying attention. And, 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 and pretty much zero the year before. I think there was a couple on the commercial side the year before, but a lot of that was gear out of Southern California that wasn't even crab gear. It was sport it was fishermen. Gear. Sport fishermen put out an extremely small percentage of crab pots compared to commercial, and they aren't usually spread out in all of the same areas either. No, we don't tend to get out where the whales are, which is in um, you know fifty, sixty fathoms. We tend to be in the shallows. In fact, a lot of us. If you look at those sport guys come, coming off the kayaks, uh, there's not a lot of whales in, in 30 feet of water off of uh, Durant Beach. They're just, <laughs> they don't live there. Yeah, but, they don't uh, come in like the stripers in a couple of feet of water. Th- that's going to be the bad part is that everybody's going to be shut down here, whether if you throw a snatcher off the pier or a, a hoop net off your, your, your kayak or you're on a, a charter boat, heaven forbid, like us that has – you know, 25 pots in the in, in in the water spread over, you know, scores of of miles. Um, that you know, you might be part of this uh, in, in dangerous entanglement of of whales. It's really far fetched. It's very frustrating that uh, sport fishermen got drug into this by the uh, the uh, commercial fleet, uh, mainly because uh, I think that they wanted us lobbying for them and. Uh, it's a sta- uh, kind of a sad state of affairs, but we're going to get on through it, and hopefully our season opens here uh, November 2nd, and we can uh, be doing some great reports at that time. Well, hopefully we'll uh, hear we get a clear Demoic Acid report here pretty soon, so that won't slow down the opener of Dungeness Crab. And I just want to remind everybody, with these regulation changes that they have out there, please check the regulations and make sure that you are in compliance with everything. I can assure you that if you're a jerk talking to Fish and Wildlife, you're going to get a ticket if, you, I can if you're in violation. I assure you the exact same thing. The best thing you can do is that maybe if, 
you know, if you're over limits, there's nothing that a, a game warden is just going to just keep writing as you sure. prove your case. If you're yeah. over limits, but but if if your buoy isn't the right size, or maybe you don't have the right paperwork filled out, you know, they're going to listen to you and they're going to they're going to cut you a break when you're when you're a decent person. But if you, I mean, they're they enforce heavy out of Bodega Bay, especially the first couple of weekends of of, of the season, and you don't want to be messing with our local wardens because. They, they've heard it all, and uh, they're actually a great group of, of uh, Abs- people. And they absolutely. Have, they have our, 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 our support, hands down. Don't be, a, don't be that guy. Exactly, exactly. Well, folks, make sure you check with your regulations before you go out and do any Dungeness crabbing this year. It's important that uh, you're aware of them so that you don't get a citation or the potential of a citation. And, Mike, I want to thank you for getting us all up to speed on what's going on out there. We will talk to you again real soon, my friend. Thanks, Mike Ogney with USAFishing.com, having some fun. And I got to tell you, if you have an opportunity to get on the real magic out of Bodega Bay, Mike and Captain Merlin Kolb know how to do it. Get a hold of them, get on board, and have some fun. We'll be right back after this. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. Coming up next. Lowrance is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lowrance electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all. And their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. If you're Morning, sportsmen. Upland game and waterfowl season is coming up quick. It's time to start thinking about getting your dog up to speed. For waterfowl, work on conditioning, bumper drills, and being steady until released. For upland game, work on conditioning, quartering back and forth, and stopping and standing still with the will command, especially with distractions. If you need some help, call to book a lesson or to drop off your dog for a couple weeks of preseason tune-up to 530-735-6517 or check out olivehillkennels.com. Looking for the latest from Shimano, Fisherman's Warehouse stores are your Shimano headquarters for Northern California. With locations in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield, Fisherman's Warehouse and their knowledgeable employees will help you make the right selections for all of your angling needs. The new Shimano Stratic C300, C400, and 500 models will increase your hookup rate and are equipped with Shimano's cross-carbon drag system. From Shimano's freshwater spinning and casting rods and reels to deep-sea saltwater angling, Fisherman's Warehouse and Shimano have it all. Be sure to check out our online store at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. 
For high thrust power, performance, and portability, pick up the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust 4-Stroke. Its streamlined design is up to 12% lighter than previous high thrust models. Still, it delivers up to twice the thrust of comparable two-strokes. It's the perfect kicker and a great choice for sailboats, john boats, or deep Vs. Any small craft that begs maximum muscle in an efficient lightweight package needs the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust 4-Stroke. Pick one up at Bucks Outport, 2750 47th Ave in Sacramento. Family Operated for over 50 years, Bucks carries the full line of Yamaha parts and accessories and has service you can count on. Bucks Outboard, the sportsman's choice. 916-428-3917 or BucksOutboard.com. Hi, Lenny LaPinta here for Bucks Outboard. I'm inviting you to come down and check out our full line of Yamaha Outboards. Great deals going on right now. You can catch us on the web at www.bucksoutboard.com or give me a call at 916 916- More California sportsmen with Seth Henderson. Hey, we're back, and we've got a second hour for you like you won't believe. In just a minute, I'm going to take you live to the Sac Metro area. We're chasing King Salmon with Captain James Netzel, a tight lines guide service. Then J.D. Ritchie's got everything you need to know about the Pyramid Lake opener that took place yesterday. That's Pyramid Lake over in Nevada, not the one in Southern California, by the way, for the big cutthroat trout. He's also got the the scoop on Lake Tahoe fishing, and I got to tell you, it's about as good as it can get. Steve Carson's taken off on the American Angler in October. On the 9th, he leaves for a long-range trip. He's Before he leaves, he's going to tell us everything he's expecting to catch down there. And I understand nearly a 400-pound bluefin was caught down there. New California state record. And Dave Hurley's going to be hooking up with us from Western Outdoor News with all those freshwater opportunities. And David Martin, live from Quail Point Hunt Club. He's got some deals for you. And if you want to shoot, it's the place to be. Let's not waste any time. Let's climb on board with Tight Lines Guide Service, Captain James Netzel, right now. And check in on the SAC Metro King Salmon action if anything's going on out there. Good morning, Captain. Good morning there, Steph. We just got our lines in the water about 20 minutes ago, so nothing yet, but hey, no weeds either. Now that's a plus, that's for sure. What are the conditions like out there this morning? Oh, water's uh, actually come up a degree. Uh, it was 66 the other day, now it's 67, but uh, we might come up a little bit more over these warmer nights, but then we're going to get a cool down next week, and I expect things to start changing pretty good. You've been talking with a lot of your fellow guides and friends that are out there fishing, and I know you've done a little bit of trolling too. What's everybody's experience being right now? Is it, uh, it's not skunk city, but some guys are pulling them out. Yeah, it's, it, for the guys that, you know, there's guys that have been fishing out here for six weeks for salmon they're doing they're getting a couple days they got some things figured out this is my second time out so i mean i'll I'd, I'd be happy if i get a bite or, or a fish but uh i don't have any clients today. i just got a couple friends and uh but the, i mean it's, it's not what it used to be but comparatively what i thought it was going to be this you know beginning of the season i thought it was going to be just a joke uh there were actually our fish being caught well, it's a nice thing they are, and a lot of them are being caught on spinners. What's your technique out there? One of the top lures has been that Silvertron. It has been that Silvertron, and I came out the other day and got nothing on a Silvertron. You know, everybody was using Silvertrons down here, got nothing, and a friend of mine got three on the cut plugs and, and uh, flashers. So that's what I got on today. Of course, I brought everything today. Last time I only brought just the Silvertrons. You run any big brads out there too? Oh, everything I got is Brad's on right now. I even got a Brad shirt on. 
<laughs> Probably the hat too. And the sweatshirt, cause it's nice and cool out there this morning. What kind of pressure do you see out there, James? Are there a lot of boats working? Uh, I know the Discovery Bay area is getting a lot of attention and there's a lot going on out there today. It's really light. Discovery Park had maybe five or six boats when I went by it. Uh, I'm down at, uh, uh, Minahole area right now, uh, getting my way. Pretty soon I'll be at Garcia Bend, but it's, it's light. I mean, typically right now there should be a hundred, 150 boats out here. Did and, you, uh, uh, did you just, launch up river the other day? Like we talked? Yes. No yeah, problems launching it, at Verona. Uh, I used, used my kicker to get out of the marina. Yeah. Uh, that sandbar. Kicker, uh, kicker's a lot cheaper to replace than a, uh, you know, lower unit on my big one. Right. Right. But yeah, you could do it. It's just hard. The courtesy dock, you, know, you really can't get to unless you lift all your motors up and then you got to push way off to be able to get out in that water deep enough to get out. But it's doable. Yeah. I mean, but I, I did, I launched at Verona. Uh, I, I'm kind of shying away from the drop off at the uh, end of Elkhorn oh, just because I got a long boat. You know, yeah. the guys had an average boat, it'd be fine. James but, and I were talking about launching the other day on social media. I was watching Ross England talking about it, and I'm thinking, boy, they got one place to launch up there at yeah. Fifth Street now. Well, it's getting Jay- a little tough at uh, Clear Lake. James and I were, uh, we actually got some great uh, great stuff there, but we were just talking about launching at Verona on social media. So. Well, James, yeah. uh, Sacramento uh, King Salmon action, the run has started, and a lot of fish have moved into the system up there. They seem to be going through town a little quicker than normal, and I don't blame them with the water temperatures the way they are. But temperatures are cooling. There's a, some real cool weather coming after the next three days. It drops out of the 90s, and it's down into the 70s with a lot of yeah. cloud cover, chances of rain. And obviously, we were getting a few showers up a little north of us. So things are on the move. Things are changing right now, and we look for the action here in the SAC metro area to really pick up pretty good. But uh, it's going to be uh, very good fishing the, here. The, the fish aren't moving as fast as they were just a month ago. You know, we had 75, 77 degree water temperatures. No fish in the right mind's going to stay in that water. Yeah. But you know, when when the guys that are catching fish, they're they're able to stay on them for a little bit longer. It's not like you got to go two miles upstream to find them again. But uh, I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. But it, they're they're not as moving as slow as they normally are. But uh, once you find a pot of fish, you can usually stay on them. Well, folks, if you'd like to get out there in the SAC metro area and get into some of this action, do so. If not, I'm sure James will be doing many other things out there. Are you going to try to target any of the stripers this year, too? I will, but I'm going to stick to salmon for at least a couple of weeks. Brad's got that new flasher out, and he has got uh, he mailed some to me, and I was supposed, supposed to get them next week, and I really can't wait to try that thing because it worked great up at Bowie 10. Yeah. We're out fishing, everybody using everything else. I want to get some and, of those too. They look pretty darn fancy. I've seen the pictures, but I got to get one in my hands. I got to use them. Neener, neener, neener. Yeah, <laughs> bite me. Bite me, bite me. <laughs> James Netzel with Tide Lines Guide Service, folks. He's uh, famous for kokanee fishing and he's working them for the kings out there. If you'd like to get on board, you need to give him a shot. Give him the hookup info. Yeah, you can reach me toll-free at 888-975-0990. Website is www.fishtightlines.com. And don't wait for the report. Go out and make the report. If you hear it's a red-hot bite going on, guess what? You're about two or three days late. Exactly. So you need to be out here. Exactly, folks. People stumble across the best fishing days of their life. They don't plan them. I wish we could. It just doesn't happen that way. James, thanks yeah, a lot. If you yeah, get a hookup, exactly. if you give us a hookup, if you get a hookup, you give us a call back. Let us know what's going on. 
All right, we'll do. Captain James Netzel with Tight Lines Guide Service. Hey, I have the opportunity to talk with J.D. Ritchie. Lives up at Tahoe. Everything's cool with his home. But yesterday was the opener of Pyramid, and I bet Kent Brown will go with me up there. They got fish so big up there, they'll eat his eight-pound bass. <laughs> Might be fun. I, I know a lot of friends that do Pyramid, so it'll be good. Here's what J.D. had to say in a pre-recorded yesterday. Hey, good morning, guys. J.D. calling here from the cabin of my beautiful 26-foot river wild boat where we are sitting out on Lake Tahoe, and it is just spectacular. The weather has been fantastic the last few days. We had some wind and uh, made it rough, but that also blew the smoke out. So we have blue skies for the first time in literally months. And uh, we got the crisp nights, the warm fall days. Trees are turning colors. It's it's just such a nice time to be up here. It's pretty quiet. Town is just kind of coming back to life after the Caldor fire. We were all evacuated up here for a while. And then uh, Highway 50, of course, was closed. 50 opened up last week. And uh, people are starting to come back, file back up into town here. And uh, it's, it's nice to see kind of things getting back to normal a little bit. Now, the fishing front, uh, things have been great. It's, it's typical fall pattern here where there's a little bit of everything going on. Like, for example, yesterday we're out on lake and uh, we caught three species. We caught rainbows up to about four pounds. We caught Mackinac and we also caught kokanee. And yeah, it sounds kind of surprising, kokanee, but there's still a bunch of kokanee around in the south end. They are kind of milling around looking for water coming out of Taylor Creek, which isn't happening. So I'm not sure what's going to happen with those poor guys, but they're... Right now, still biting a little bit, and uh, and they're a mix. There's there's some bright ones, there's some red ones, but uh, yeah, it's still fun. And like I said, we caught some rainbows trolling up in the shallows, and then uh, we've been also fishing those Mackinac with jigs, pretty shallow, like 70, 80 feet, which is is kind of nice. Everything's moving up, uh, feeding on the minnows before the the winter kicks in, and um, and then winter comes along, and the fishing here is actually really good. People kind of uh, can't imagine that, but the Mackinac bite really well all winter. We catch rainbows and browns too, and, and it's a it's a great fishery year-round. So if you're up here skiing or snowboarding, hopefully we have some snow uh, later on this winter. But if you're up here and you, uh, after a couple of days you're tired, uh, look us up to go fishing because it's, uh, it's a great option. And then the other thing that's going on is Pyramid Lake just opened up yesterday on October 1. And it... Uh, <laughs> I, I fished it a little bit on the on the opening weekend, and the fishing can be phenomenal, but also is such a crowd, and uh, so I, I stay over here on on Tahoe until things mellow out. I'll start over on Pyramid next week, but I got a call from a friend of mine who was there this morning. He said, "Hey, uh, what number are you in line?" I said, "I'm number one." He said, "How'd you get that?" I said, "I'm a Tahoe dude. There's nobody here." He goes, "Ah, oh, geez, I'm number one forty six in line of two hundred and some odd to launch at Pyramid." So. Um, that, you know, that's, that's fun, but uh, I kind of like to just let that opening week kind of thing slow down a little bit and then, uh, get back over there and I'll be on pyramid all winter long and into the spring. Same with Tahoe kind of bouncing back and forth, depending on the weather and, and the fishing. But, uh, uh, as you know, Sep, the, those Lahontan cutthroat are just a really impressive fish. I mean, yeah, you got a legitimate shot every time you put a line in there to catch a fish over 20 pounds, which is just so cool. They're obviously not all that big, but uh, the average fish there is probably the biggest trout you'd catch on any other lake. So uh, uh, really awesome fishery. And like I said, I'll be there starting a little bit next week and then all through the winter and spring. So 
Lots to do up here in the mountains. It's beautiful weather and it's my favorite time of year up here. So if you're looking for something to do, come on up this way. You can look me up on the web at thesportfisher.com or give me a call at 916-952-1554 and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get y'all signed up to uh, go experience some of this really uh, just great fishing and, and great weather. It's, it's, it's October's always been my favorite time of year, so it's uh, pretty awesome. So anyway, you guys have a good weekend. Thanks. Have a good one. Man, it sounds like every weekend at Clear Lake, except but 125 <laughs> boats. Eh? Well, you know, I, we just commented boats. off the air, you know, Eagle Lake used to have lines too, like 10, 12, 15 boats, not 200. Apparently we're, uh, us bass guys are a little more used to that line at the launch ramp than you guys are. You can have them. Hey, I don't do the weekend stuff. Remember? I get it. Hey, the governor signed three bills that made it to his desk. One allows DOJ to release private information of registered gun owners to folks they choose for gun violence research purposes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Another bans guns at Orange County public facilities. And the last one uh, is a mess that defines what a valid hunting license is uh, when someone under 21 years of age wants to buy a long gun, uh, messes with uh, how you legally own a gun, and, and uh, does uh, finally raise the dealer record of sales fees as well. Again, well, imagine that. Yeah. So follow along with what's going on in the Capitol and what other kind of messes they're making down there. GunOwnersCA.com or just give them a call. 916-984-1400. SEP is winner number 40 of Gun Owners 2021. 52 guns, 52 weeks raffle. It's ticket number 954. Tyler Fritz. It ain't me. Nope. Tyler Fritz of Diamond Springs. Tyler, you have a Savage A17 semi-auto rifle with a gray laminate stock in 17 HMR. That's nice. Hope you can find some ammo. Yeah, hope you can find some ammo. Well, yeah, you might want to. Well, yeah, you still got a gun, Tyler. That's great. They're going to be sending you down to Sportsman's Warehouse to do all the proper paperwork on that. Gun owners of California, they're in their 46th year of fighting for your gun rights. I got a notice the other day from uh, somebody with guns, and it said, the ammo solution is solved. The production is up, and these five, ga- these calibers. five calibers are available. Five. 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 There's like 50. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's it's a mess. And yeah, and it's not getting any better anytime well, soon. Well, you know what? They, they've they had a hard time getting the guns up, so they're going to make everything else difficult, as we know. Well, we'll and, see where it goes. You know, it's pretty funny. We talk about all these years we've been doing radio, uh, gun owners of California, in their 46th year of fighting for your gun rights. Well, I'm so. glad they're there, too, because right. there's so many silly things that some of our politicians want to do that just don't make sense in the long run. Well, and, and it was founded by Senator H.L. Richardson, you know, such a such a strong gun advocate through his uh, his career. Uh, and, and Sam has picked up right on his Sam footsteps. and Tim and the crew there, absolutely, they do such a phenomenal job of, of uh, fighting for your rights. Hey, it's about time for our Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week and the man himself. Let's roll it. Oh, we got to go to break first? Then let's go to break and come back to Tuna. I'll figure this out. And now it's time for Shimano's What's Hot and What's Not. Brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Built upon a C14 Plus body for both a lightweight feel and carbon rigidity, the new Shimano Van Ford Spinning Reel incorporates a Magnum Light Rotor to benefit anglers with a quick response in critical situations. The new Shimano Van Ford features Shimano's Cold Forge Hagany gear, as well as Silent Drive and Micro Module Gear 2 technologies to produce power transfer like never before, while 
also boasting next level of rotational performance. All Shimano rods, reels, tackle, and accessories are available at Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manzica, and Fairfield. Stop in and experience eternally smooth reeling with Shimano. Tidelines Guide Service and Captain James Netzel offers professionally guided trips from Sierra and Foothill Lakes to the Feather and Sacramento Rivers and the productive California Delta. Whether it's trolling a favorite lake for trout, kokanee, or landlocked salmon, or fighting a 50-pound king on the river, James Netzel and Tidelines Guide Service guarantee an enjoyable, comfortable one-on-one experience in one of his two fully rigged boats. A 22-foot Bolton Pro Ski Skiff that seats five for fishing lakes and a 23-foot Rogue Jet Chinook that can comfortably seat six. Used for the river and Delta waterways. Fish the peak times with one of the best. Folsom Lake Rainbows in January and February. Delta Stripers and Orville Kings from late February through May. Stampede and Lake Tahoe Kokanee and Mackinac are targeted from April through September. Then, it's back to the Valley Rivers for the annual King Salmon Runs. Check out fishtightlines.com or call toll-free 888-975-0990. Licensed, bonded, insured, and permitted on all waters fished. Avoid the hassles. Go with Tidelines Guide Service and share an enjoyable day on the water loaded with fun and memories with family or friends. There's a feeling you get when you're fishing. A rush of anticipation and adrenaline. It's all about your presentation and that tug at the end of the line. Tournament and recreational anglers need strong, sharp, and reliable hooks because every bite counts. You'll land more and bigger fish. Fish like a pro with Owner Hooks. Owner Hooks, available at Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Fairfield, Sacramento, and Manteca, or their online store at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. Check out the full line at OwnerHooks.com. Owner, simply the best hook on the market. Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs, and killer fish for salmon, trout, and kokanee? How about Brad's crankbaits for bass or stripers? You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes, running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's Wigglers when searching for bass on the bike. Find Brad's products, including Made in the USA Terminal Tackle at local retailers, and check out Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, that works, but it's time for my friend Steve Carson right now to jump into the play, and I bet you got something to play. Hit it. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare, manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and salt water pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the man himself, the director of Penn Fishing Universities, our own Steve Carson. Our own senior tuna, actually. Good morning, tuna. Good morning, Tap. Hey, I just got the cover of Western Outdoor News here, and there's a big old bluefin you told me about. 395.4 pounds, potential California state record. Yeah, um, uh, A, I'm glad to have played the small part that I did, not that I caught the fish, but, uh, The angler had been given some bogus information regarding what the California state record for bluefin was. 
So he figured he didn't have the record, and he was getting ready to fillet the fish. <laughs> it's, <laughs> and, not the, it's not and, the first time that's happened. Yeah, yeah. Lots of people have uh, have called from from outside on the patio near their barbecue to go. Uh oh. <laughs> but uh, luck, luckily, um, again, I said nope. That's not the, the the number that he was using was four hundred and five pounds, which. Uh, my very good friend, Captain Mike Lackey, and angler angler uh, Mike Livingston, that's a yellowfin tuna that they caught about 10 years ago, and a lot of publicity went down about it. So I guess that 405 number is stuck in some people's heads. It's just that, A, it's not a California state record, and, B, it's not a bluefin tuna. So anyway, <laughs> I, I, I let the angler know uh, that, that at the time, uh, the record was 384, so about 10 pounds smaller than his catch, and just gave him the links on where to apply. And uh, you know, I wasn't going to do it for him. So luckily, he had his he had his weight receipt. Um, the fish was still whole, and he did the one thing that's different about IGFA records to California state records. You have to have a California state official, preferably of the CDFW like a warden or somebody, come out, examine the fish, take the measurements, make sure that it's the species that, that you say it is, because, you know, people do make mistakes, believe me. And uh, anyway, uh, he got all that done, and I think it's just a matter of uh, the now slower U.S. Postal Service from uh, from delivering the, the formal news for that to be the state record. But I would not be a bit surprised if the record doesn't hold that long. Well, is that because you're going out uh, on Thursday on another trip? Or I'm October sure 9th I'm you're going too out. old. I'm too old to catch a fish that big. That's my line, Steve. <laughs> um, but there's big ones out there. And unlike in the last few years, people are are ready for them now. People have got super high-quality tackle. They've got fresh line. They've got good rods. You know, they, they've got big gaffs in the boat, everything. Um, oh, it was too big. It got away. Stories um, have, all been, have all been had. Yeah, and the, the people tech, are, are. The technology has reached the point where 10 year olds can bring in 300, 400 pounds if they had to. Maybe not 70 year olds, but certainly a 10 year old. Well, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, you remember why. that kid on the trip when we were out uh, fishing? I'm trying to think exactly what it was. Oh, this kid, he's up on the front, and we're going after Albacore. And that kid rode those waves up, and he wouldn't even wind. And every time we went down, he wound. And I watched this, and I go, why am I over here trying to muscle this fish in? And that little kid's over there not even taking a break. He well, you're supposed to be smarter than the fish, Seth. Well, that's, I wasn't. I'm, I'm a rookie when it comes to anything having to do with any kind of tunas. But uh, i got to tell you, what an impressive way is understanding the way to properly fight a fish on a boat and having the equipment and technology to allow you to do it. It is really different than it was when we were kids. Well, yeah, and a 395-pounder notwithstanding, um, this, this old angler and even you, Seth, even you, yeah, we could do with, it with mo- with modern tackle. Could catch a hundred and fifty or a two hundred pounder, and that's just the fact that I'm even even saying this about California waters. California is now 
Southern California, a destination, a worldwide destination fishery. Because five years ago, this was a novelty. Three years ago, it was, hmm, it was interesting. It's now established. The fish are there. They live there. Uh, and the techniques have been, have been worked out. The, the quality tackle that you have to have has been worked out. Um, I love the Mart Brothers, but don't buy your tuna tackle there. Um, you know who the Mart Brothers are, right? No like idea. That? No idea. Rollin' K. K and Wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love them, but, but do not buy your tuna tackle there. That's a fact. And, and you do not get to say, oh, I hooked a big one, but my rod broke, my reel broke. Everything was just not good. Because and the hook broke, too. It's not a surprise anymore. They're out there. You can't say, I'm not going for big ones, because they're out there. If you're going, you're going for big ones. Yeah, you have no and, choice what's going to take a pick at it. That's for sure. Well, Steve, you're going on the 9th through the 17th on the American Angler. Are you targeting the same thing? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, uh, a week, it's a week from today, uh, is is like a year in offshore fishing. The fish, the fish move. These things can swim. 30, 40, 50 miles an hour if they want to. Uh, we may be anywhere from the Tanner Bank, which is uh, 100 miles out up off of Los Angeles, basically straight out, uh, all the way down to Alijos Rocks, which is about 450 miles south of San Diego, or anywhere in between, wherever the fish may happen to and be. that's where the captain will take you. That's just the way it works. Steve Carson, Senior Tuna, the director of Penn Fishing University, sharing information with you, telling you you should be on board on one of these trips and getting out there. I hope those two spots filled in that we announced last week real quick. Uh, they, but they, they did. And, uh, and interestingly, in uh, October used to be what we called local summer, where the fishing was always good, but uh, pretty much everybody was done. They were off at school or hunting. The secret is out. There you you better make your reservations well in advance or you're not getting on a boat. And that's what we've been telling them forever. Steve Carson, thanks much. We appreciate it. And I hope you have an absolutely fabulous week next week on the American Angler. Thanks, Ep. We look forward to hearing back from you. Take care, Steve. Man, he's going to have a busy week. I don't think I can handle eight or nine days out there in that, but... <laughs> You can't handle eight or nine days doing anything. Two or three days seems to work out really well for me. Yeah. Speaking of two or three days, how about 20 minutes down the road from my house, Kent? We could actually go shoot some birds this year. Hmm. Maybe we ought to get over to Quail Point. have been there in two years. <laughs> I've been there. I just haven't shot anything. Right, never shot anything. He, David misses us now. I'm certain he does. Let's hook up with the man himself, the owner of Quail Point Hunt Club and all of Hill Kennels, Mr. David Martin, joins us now. Good morning, David. Good morning, fellas. How are we doing today? I can hear you smiling at us sitting here talking about that. <laughs> That's a you, fact. <laughs> you're going to regret the day I show up out there because we're going to we're going to just bring out a hundred people and we're going to shoot about five hundred birds and we're going to have a great day out there. Hey, I'm into it. Let's do it. Uh, you'd be one of the guys standing next to me in line. Exactly. I, could, I will. <laughs> I can see it all going on. We can, we can see the opener at Quail Point from where we're standing. Yes, we can. And mm -hmm. some days I think I can hear it out there too. David, tell our listeners what's going on. What's the big day? Yeah, October 23rd, man. We're going to start our bird season for the uh, for the new season. We'll be shooting uh, pheasants, quail, and chucker, uh, either through bird carts or day shoots, uh, Wednesday through Sunday through the middle of March. Folks, it's a fabulous piece of land out there. How many acres have you got out there, David? 
We're at 1,500 acres. And I tell you what, it's like having your own place to go hunting. You don't really see any other hunters unless there's some coming over the top of a hill around you. Everybody's assigned to a specific area. But one of the pluses of all of this, and it's a huge area, one of the pluses about this is, well, David, you tell them about extra birds. Yeah, so if you put out three birds and you go out and hunt up and you, you find five or six, uh, if, if you're on a pheasant hunt, you find quail or chuck or any extra birds you shoot out there, they're all yours. There's never a limit. There's never any extra charge. And what I always tell guys, if they put out five or six birds and they go get it four or five of them, they're missing that one bird, and you feel like you've hunted that field pretty good, don't waste your time looking for that bird. He's run off. He's moved. He's flown off. Uh, go to the hilltops, fence lines, tree lines, tule ditches, and that's where the extra birds will be. And when you get done with your hunt, if you got a little more time, your dog's got a little more gas, come into the clubhouse. Say, hey, we're done in field 19. Where, where do you think I got to go? I got another hour to hunt. Uh, we try to keep some pretty good notes where people did well, people did had had, had trouble or missing birds. And, and uh, the fact is, if you guys don't get those birds, the, uh, the hawks and the predators will get them. So we'd love to see you guys get them instead. One of the best things to do is go out behind a guy that's got a crappy dog. You see him, that dog yeah. ain't going to point out squat for that guy. He's not even listening to him. Hey, what field is he on? I want to go out in his if he's done. He'll he'll leave early because he's going to be all frustrated. That dog that's 125 yards out. It's surprising how many dogs are named son of a. Yeah. You know, it's her paper name. <laughs> No well, doubt. And I tell you, after a busy, busy weekend, if, you, if you're available on Wednesdays, Wednesdays are a great day to come because those birds have had two non-hunting days where they've grouped up. They've gone to those hot areas, and Wednesdays are a good day to put out a few birds and go look for those extras for sure. Well, there's more to do than just <laughs> shooting quail, chucker, and pheasants out there. You've got one of the best sporting clays courses in the West now, too. Yeah, we sure do. We've always got at least 15 stations set up. Uh, there's uh, always a mix of easy stations, medium, and some tougher ones. Uh, but come out and try it out, man. A lot of people are intimidated by sporting clays, and it's really not that bad. It's, uh, it's a good way to, to burn some powder, get some gun time. If you've got some young kids that uh, have gone through hunter safety but haven't had a lot of range time, it's a good way to just go out and work with them, get them to loading, unloading their guns, being safe, keeping the action open, but getting a lot of shooting in as well. Well, and you, like we talked to David a few weeks ago, it's important to get your dog in shape, too. you got three weeks before this opener comes up. You do not want to take him out there just cold turkey and say, turn him loose. You want to have a little bit of discipline, a little bit of talking going on between you and the dog and an understanding that it's season, and we're going to do it my way. Hey, David, real quick, um, cover the, the ammo restrictions real fast. Yeah, so you've got to shoot non-lead out at Quail Point this year or every year or every every place with uh, with upland game hunting. So uh, we recommend fives or sixes, uh, low base shells, uh, so nothing high base. But, yeah, fives or sixes are great for the pheasants. They're good for the chucker. Uh, some guys will come out and shoot some sevens on the quail, too. They're not too big a shot for the quail. But uh got to shoot uh, non-lead ammo these days. Ammo is usually available at the clubhouse? Uh, typically it is. We are having a little trouble getting some this year, but right. uh, we're, we're, we're picking away at it. But, uh, yeah, it, it's available in small, small batches here and there, you know, but, um, it, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge this year for sure. Yeah. You got to plan ahead and get some ammo ahead if you're going to hunt all year. David, the last few years we were able to shoot some lead and stuff at, uh, sporting clays and target shooting. Is that, uh, over with now too? Yeah. No, no, you can still shoot lead on the sporting clay course and for target shooting out there. No doubt. Thank uh, we've God. Gone about 800. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah, we've, God. We've I've got about that this year. I got about 10 cases of sevens and eights that need to be destroyed real quick. <laughs> yep, you can definitely shoot that on the sporting clay course. Excellent, excellent. Well, folks, there's also a whole other story to this, and you'll hear more about it. All of Hill Kennels, one of the best training programs going on out there. They trained all my bird dogs, and I am absolutely honored that uh, the guys tra trained my dogs and got them in the condition that they were in. 
because it's a ton of fun hunting behind your dog. I don't do that anymore. I'd rather shoot behind somebody else's dog and not be the guy to haul the food, haul the water, take care of the dog, and do all those details. And that's why David's got some great rental dogs out there. Have you got any uh, pups that are available right now? I've probably got a waiting uh, we, list. Yeah, we do. We have some pups on the ground. We've got some Griffons, but I don't know if there's any available. We're uh, They're only about a week or two old, and uh, we're going to start the process of calling folks. But if anybody's interested, call the call the phone number and uh, get on the list. Uh, it doesn't obligate you to anything. If we call you and you're ready, great. If you're not or already got a dog somewhere else, we'll just take you right off the list. So give us a call and uh, get on that waiting list for sure. Give them the hookup. Yeah, you can call us at uh, 530-735-6217 or check us out at quailpoint.com. You will see us this year, by the way. I'm looking forward to you. I better. Take care, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. See you, fellas. David Martin, Quail Point Hunt Club and all of Hill Kennels. Now it's about time for Get a Clue. Where's Marilyn? Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, tackle, fishing gear, or bait, you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. This is to remind you to regularly wear a life jacket when on or near the water. Life jackets do far more than simply keep you afloat, like many are designed to turn an unconscious person face up. So how do you choose what's right for you or a member of the family? Get one that's right for the person's height and weight, and when possible, try on before buying. Fasten the vest, hold arms straight up overhead, and gently pull the top of the arm opening to ensure it fits snugly. There are many types on the market, so choose carefully, especially at this time of year when you'll be wearing heavier clothing. By law, all boats must have a U.S. Coast Guard-approved life jacket for each person aboard. Get the jacket that's suited for your on-the-water activity. Your life can depend on it. Hey, get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well. Till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. Guiding full-time since 1998, J.D. Ritchie Sport Fishing shares knowledge, experience, and professionalism on Northern California's exciting King Salmon and Steelhead Waters, in addition to his home-based fishing on Lake Tahoe. This year's River King Salmon return is forecast to be excellent, and Lake Tahoe is a proven producer of Mackinac, Kokanee, and Trout. Get in on the action. Go with the best. J.D. Ritchie. A light tackle specialist, J.D. furnishes the finest in tackle, and his 26-foot River Wild boat with heated cabin is ready Ready to get you into fish in comfort. Your catch will be 
cleaned and filleted with care. All you have to do is put them on the grill. Book your dates and don't miss out. Call J.D. Ritchie Sport Fishing at 916-952-1554. For more info and up-to-date fishing reports, check out thesportfisher.com. When you're looking for the latest in fishing gear, accessories, and live bait, Elkhorn Bait and Tackle is where you'll find everything you need for fishing fun. From trout to bass, sturgeon to stripers, and salmon to shad, there's a licensed and bonded guide behind the counter, and he freely shares tips, tricks, and top locations for action. Learn about curing row from the pros and how to properly rig for success. And more important, Elkhorn Bait always has the best and largest selection of fresh baits like crawdads, minnows, pileworms, bloodworms, nightcrawlers, and more, including frozen tray baits. Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, 20th Street and Elkhorn Boulevard west of Watt. 916-991-5298. Hey, they're also your local U-Haul dealer. Founded in 1958, Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. It's time for RVing and Destination, sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value and pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. Well, we're going to handle it a little different today. Mr. Brown said, let me handle it. And I said, well, yeah. no, I want to no, handle, I it. Wanna handle so it. So we're you know? going to handle it. That's you, just the way it's going to You know, we be. talked about all those big numbers of stripers, Sepp, that were coming uh, out of the Delta. And, you know, RVing at the Delta is a huge, huge deal. A lot of, a lot of great destinations from, uh, you know, from State Park. You know, you, you've got, uh, you've got Brandon Island State Park right there on Three Miles. They Slough. changed the name to something else now, but no, Brandon it's still Island. Brandon Island, I believe. But, uh, but yeah, Brandon Island State Park there, which, uh, you can do RVs, motorhomes. They've got full hookups. You hop over the other side of Frank's track. Our friends at Russo's Marina. Uh, Chuck Russo and the crew over there have a uh, have great facility, great campsites, whether you, you, you want to do the paved sites, you want to do the ones there on the grass, but literally you're a walk over the levee and on the boat slip and in your boat. And where the action's going on for the King Salmon right now, yeah. just over the levee there is a big, huge private RV park that's the same ownership, mm-hmm. the same people that own the RV park at the base of, at, uh, at Mark Lake Berryessa, yeah. right there at the dam. 
So as you go through that area, every time you look on there, right on the water is an RV park. You think, man, that looks like a heck of a deal. Memberships. And yeah. it's varying prices, obviously. Tower Great Park opportunities has, has to done, get this. Tower Park has done huge, uh, you know, advances with their Yogi Bear Park there. And a lot of folks I go in there. S- I saw that when I was Yellowstone, Jellystone, whatever it's called. Yeah, Jellystone Park. Yeah, they've done a great job there as well. And then right on the water, overlooking the San Joaquin River, Lads Marina. They've got a, I know Ish takes his RV down there a lot at Lads and puts it uh, right there at Lads when he's fishing. I can't wait. We just heard Pyramid opened up yesterday. One of the most beautiful, vast, scenic places around. You look across the lake and you think, oh, that's a couple miles. Yeah, like 12. Yeah. It's huge, vast views with animals all over the hillsides and everything. With a spotting scope, you can just see it all. And you are parked five feet from the water and can spend the night right there. Pyramid Lake, a great place to go for boondocking. They've also got an RV park and everything there. Eagle Lake, the same thing. Go up there, drive your RV, full hookups, next to the store. Yeah. I mean, you can't miss out on it. It's a beautiful RV. So a lot of the places we've talked about here, you know, uh, this week on the show uh, for destinations, gosh, there's RV parks at almost every place we're telling you that fishing's wide open at. And a lot of the state parks aren't fully open right now, but there's lots of spots that are available. Everybody went back after the after Labor Day weekend. There's more opportunities to make reservations, so plan your trip, look ahead, and don't expect to show up and drive through a campfire, campsite and find an open site in there. Campfite might be what you're in, then. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it could be. I was here first. That's right. But uh, a lot of great destinations, and, and uh, you know, if you own an RV trailer camper on the back of your truck, there's a lot of great chances to get out there. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and a huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The -the state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further. Manteca Trailer and Motorhome catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. I have never been 10 seconds ahead in this show at this moment in my life. (laughs) 26 years. Well, we're years, readjusting 25? to being back to full uh, two-hour shows. And why in the world do I have so much time left? Uh, you'll mess it up. I will choke. You can bet on it. Mm-hmm. And I want to spend extra time with this gentleman right now. Mr. Dave Hurley is our next guest, the editor of Western Outdoor News. He's also the guy that puts out the Hurley, Hurley Chronicles. And we've asked him to share with you a ton of freshwater opportunities where you can head out and have some great fishing. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, gentlemen. Well, today, boy, you guys really nailed it today. I tell you, so much good information this morning. I enjoyed listening to all of it. So did I. I was kind of looking forward to a lot of it myself. I think you need to sneak out for some stripers, Dave. Oh, boy, let me tell you, that is fantastic hearing all that news. And, you know, the thing about stripers that is so, they're so uh, mystery, mysterious, you know. They just, where were they this year? They didn't go into the bay. You know, we expected them to go in there in June and July. They weren't there. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the end of July, they started showing up in the Delta, and now they're there in force. So it's kind of an exciting time 
for everybody to be out there um, doing that. Well, when these guys can catch over a hundred fish in a day out there and the bulk of the fish be between five and 12 or five and 14 pounds, that's fishing, baby. That is fishing. And you just have, you know, one of the things I really appreciate you hit on earlier. In fact, I'm writing an article right now as we, as we speak about the striped bass population and about catch and release. And I'm really glad you touched on that uh, today because one of the things I w- I'm looking at is how much do we need before we get regulations posted on us? And I'm seeing all these pictures of six sturgeon being taken daily out of the limits of sturgeon, limits of sturgeon, limits of sturgeon out of the delta because they, it's been fantastic the last couple of days. I'm seeing guys carrying uh, eight striped bass out anywhere up to 43 inches from the banks. That fishing has been that good. But the question is, how much do you need? And if we don't monitor ourselves, Somebody's going to monitor us for us, and we don't like regulations. I don't know of any fisherman that likes regulations. I I just and, uh, there's a, a little reminder that everybody could have out there that might teach them a lesson about catch and release. Have you ever had a beautiful three or four pound striper fillet cooked properly? It's delicious, especially if it's done right with the right seasonings and everything. Have you ever had a fillet off a thirty five pound striper? I'd rather eat. I'd rather eat a pile of dog crap. Thank you very much. <laughs> it is very true. That's just one more reason, plus the fact that all the mercury and the chemical and the, the, the toxins that have been loaded up in that. Yeah, after years. the number of years that it's been feeding out there, folks, keep the small stuff. Keep the small males for your meals. That's where it is. Keep the population and be part of the continuance of the striped bass in California by letting the big babies go. And only keeping what you need. I'm off the soapbox. No, no. I I think it's really important that we bring that message out there because none of us like regulation. But I do see regulation being enforced on us. I don't think it will ever happen for the stripers because they're a non-native species and they don't have the protection. But I I am concerned about white sturgeon because people have become really good at sturgeon fishing. And... uh, and, and they're going out there, and they're catching limits every day, and they're keeping limits every day. And I, and I do see, foresee, if we don't monitor ourselves, we will be monitored. Absolutely. We will do that damage. Absolutely. You know, how much sturgeon do you need? How much striper do you need? For that matter, how many trout do you need? There's very few no-gilt fish out there in the markets, in the lakes. Take what you can from all those. Take whatever you want. But folks still consider only what you need because even kokanee salmon, when they die, their bodies are the food of the future for that fry. They eat the particles of flesh off of that. That's how they survive until they get big enough they can naturally feed in there. So there's benefits to not even taking your limit when it's easy and it's a a no-guilt fish. So, folks, always think about that. And, Dave, I'm glad you're pushing it. It's something I don't push enough, and I just – I don't eat fish that much, so it's real easy for me to let them go. No, you brought it up twice uh, in the show today, and I, and I thought, wow, that's fantastic. Plus, you had John, uh, Zach on earlier. We're glad to see him back on the water. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've been thinking about it a lot lately as I've been watching all these pictures on social media. I think bass fishermen have the right idea because they do not they do catch and release, and they're all about preserving those species for for their for their pleasure. For their pleasure, not for their table. So there are some species that you can take without guilt, like you said. I think ocean salmon is a really good example of that. 
But, you know, that's the beauty of it. You know, just like the kokanee, the ocean salmon, when they go into the river, their bodies are going to turn into food for their fry. And, uh, you know, we have this really amazing system of nature out there, and it's just a matter of us going out and respecting it and, uh, and treating it with the reverence that it deserves. So what do you want to do? So uh, Freshwater, we got McSwain Tournament today. we got it finally coming back. The said Irrigation Tournament um, District Annual Trout Derby is back. It was held off for a couple of years because of COVID, but this weekend up at McSwain, they've been planning it. They put about 2,400 pounds of trout in there, and I think the lake's going to be busy. So that's kind of a good option. There's got you know, this Saturday, uh, today, we've got the Wild West Bass Trail uh, oh, team championship right. down at Lake Don Pedro. And next Saturday and Sunday, Randy Pringle's going to have the uh, BBT championship at Lake Don Pedro at Fleming Meadows. Be about 150 boats down there. So they're going to be catching some fish at Pedro. It, this is the time of year. Mm-hmm. Right now, everything's happening. Yeah. And if you have an opportunity, Lake Almanor would be one of those places. Oh. If you can get into Almanor, and yeah. I know there's roads open going into it now, Almanor in October and November, those fish are the most beautiful phases I've ever seen. They're three, four, five pounds and bigger, the rainbows. And they are like they've been sprayed down the side with red spray paint. They're <laughs> absolutely gorgeous fish when they get into spawning colors up there. And you can't forget about the browns that time of year either. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Seth, because I'm seeing some beautiful, you know, we obviously with Almanor, with the devastation of the Dixie Fire, but it has opened up. There are some areas of the roads you have to be careful uh, and know before you go. But I see Big Daddy up there. He's just releasing some beautiful rainbows and browns. And, boy, you're right. That gold on those browns is just incredible, isn't it? Oh, it's a fa- it's a fabulous fishery. I've always said it's either number one or number two in the state for variety and size of fish that you can get into. They have a huge population of smallmouth bass up there, too, that's Apparently pretty good. Kent even talks about it. Oh no, it's it's phenomenal. What what size do they run? Four to sixes? Yeah, no, but there's a lot of you know two and a half to four pound fish for sure. But yeah. they're you know I mean it gets they they do get some bigger fish in the springtime before the spawn. So if you're not just cold water species like me, yeah, you can get out there and do some warm water species mm-hmm. in the shallows and up close to shore around all the docks and everything. I know Jim Plow and Ruben Chavez used to fish their own docks out there for a lot of big fish. Yeah, I saw some of the kayakers up there catching smallmouth at Stampede. So you know I know they've got them in there as well. Dave, how about uh, places like Maloney's and places like that? How are they doing right now? Maloney's is, uh, I think Maloney's would be a good place to go, because I know, I'm glad Kent brought that up about the next two weekends at Don Pedro, and it is going to be the one, they only have the two launch ramps going there, Fleming Meadows and Moccasin, but everybody's going to be going off those two ramps at Fleming Meadows, so if you're troll, if you want to troll this weekend, you might want to go to New Maloney's. The key there is just like it is at every other lake. Now we're seeing the water cool, we're seeing the shad schools start to form up tighter and it's a matter of finding the shad schools running through a fast trolling uh, some type of shad imitation spoon through there and uh, there's some beautiful rainbows and like you say as the water gets colder they start looking better and better and pretty soon you know before you know it in the next six weeks to eight weeks we're going to see those fish start rising towards the surface so Maloney's is a good option Party has been slower. They haven't planted in since June the 11th, but there's still a lot of holdover trout in there. But very few uh, fishermen have been heading up there, particularly after the Kofani season pretty much went over. I would imagine, you know, Kent, uh, I have a question. Uh, how come we don't hear about much bass from Lake Party? Because, you know, 
you know they're in there. Not a lot of big events there. Um, you know, that's the, the biggest thing is when you start hearing about it, you got guys fishing tournaments up there. And a lot of the locals that fish party just flat don't talk about it, you know, and, uh, you know, I was, I was accused for quite some time, Dave, of, uh, of, uh, destroying Lake Party personally, uh, with my one day a year that we got all the outdoor riders up there. But, uh, you know, that was years and years of past, but. Well, uh, what is it? The state record smallmouths out of there? Uh, yeah, state record smallmouths out of there. And, and, uh, you know, there's, the, the lake's phenomenal. It's, it's got double digit largemouth. We all know that. I mean, it's, we've seen some big ones. And, Variety of species <laughs> is another thing that lake is famous for. You yeah, you go bluegill, back. crappie. Yeah. rainbows, kokanee, browns. I mean, it just goes on and on. Yeah, you go back to, you know, some of the media days that we did. We saw some giant fish. Remember when Alan and, and Dean McDaniel had those two giant smallmouth hey, on the Skeet, same day? You've had Skeet Reese out there. You've yeah. had all kinds oh, of no, guys we, Yeah, we, yeah, but that's why we don't hear a lot out of party. They talk about Comanche and Maloney's and Pedro. And, and it, once again, the folks that live down there don't talk about Tullock. But Tullock's a great no, fishery, not. too. The folks that live near fishery. the... Any folks that live near a good fishery don't want anybody don't else talk to know about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. That's the way it worked. Yeah. I thought Graver was going to get skinned alive out here in California. When well, he was playing with a different group. So. He was heading up the moke, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's that's like asking for trouble. Yeah, you start talking about Sacramento below Miller Park, you're dealing with a different crew now, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know those guys. <laughs> well, Dave, I haven't, I haven't heard you on a boat late, lately. Have you uh, jumped on a boat and gone fishing lately? I have not. You know, the only thing I've done is gone on the California research trips for the CCRP, the Rockfish Research Trips, and those are really phenomenal. And, uh, you know, if people are interested in going out and fishing in some areas that they've never, they'll never get to fish again uh, in the closed zones, those are a lot of fun. And you could go to their website, uh, California Collaborative Fisheries Program, and sign up as a volunteer. I've really enjoyed the enthusiasm of those young scientists and watching them work. You know, there's nobody in the fishing world that loves the MPAs, but I will say this. Uh, I'm really impressed with uh, how those folks work and how intense they take the science. So, no, I haven't been out. I'm looking forward to going sturgeon fishing with Mr. Mitchell here in the next week or so because he's back out of the – his first trip is today. And those guys have been lighting it up down there. Well, um, when you're a professional and you pay as much attention as to the guides that we have on our show, to the action, to the water, to the ties, to temperatures, and to fish behavior, you're going to catch fish. It's that simple. That's why it's so difficult for the average guy to go out and do it, because you got to be in the right place at the right time with the right bait, the right depth, the right speed of tide, the right moon, your tongue held right in your mouth, and a whole bunch of other stuff to get a proper hookup. Yeah, you know, Seth, I wrote a couple of uh, something a few months ago about this. That you know, we have all these guys that have come out that are weekend six pack guys, but there is no comparison to the guy that's on the water every day. Yeah, you know, these guys are holding their other jobs. There's nothing against them working on the weekends, but the reality of it is, the guys that are out there every day, the guys that are on your show, they are on the water every day. They work together. They have a good idea of what's going on, and it makes a huge difference. There's no question about it. You know, those are the guys that I feel like we need to support. It's the guys that are doing this for a living. Their livelihood depends upon it. Well, Dave, tell them real quick how they can get copies of Western Outdoor News or get a subscription, or as I like to call it, a prescription. Yeah, it's real simple. You just go to onenews.com. Um, one of the things that I really like now is that digital that comes out on Tuesday. So we'll compile our reports on Sunday night. Uh, on Monday, they'll work on them, and they'll come out by noon on Tuesday, and they'll just come right to your desktop. And uh, 
it, it really covers Northern California and Southern California. And just like what uh, Senior Tuna said earlier, Southern California has become a worldwide destination. And we have some of the best fishing in the world up in Northern California. So you're really kind of getting the best of both uh, in this one issue. I, tr- I truly believe that. I really op- appreciate the opportunity to promote that as well. Well, Dave, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. We count on you all the time for great information and opportunities for anglers. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Thank you, sir. Hey, Mr. Brown, it's, uh, three hours is a longer morning we got, than two. We got two. through it. Yeah, we got through three hours. But it sure seemed like a long show. I hope you guys liked it because I'll yeah. tell you what, I enjoyed it. More variety. We were able to talk about more subjects, get more guides on the air, more live on the water. For you bass guys that wonder what the heck happened when Sep showed up. It doesn't sticks. matter. Ultimate Bass is back at 5 a.m. Listen to us every Saturday morning, three hours of Sep's Saturday morning outdoors, starting with Ultimate Bass and then rolling right into two hours of California Sportsman. Till next week, this is Sep. Tight lines, everybody. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors. Four two eight three nine one seven. I'll be waiting for you.